Yo. Yo. What's going on, everybody? This is yours truly. I am Chi. This is Sean Pesos. And we are the Everyday Brothers. This is the debut of... The inaugural episode. Views from the two. Two as in dos. T-W-O. <laughs> you know, however you want to call it. Deuce. Right, right. So, um, we're coming to you basically off of the... You want to call it? I don't want to call it controversy because it's, it's not. It's not, it's not controversy, controversy, but it was. It's, it's the hot topic. The hot, yes, the hot topic, the most talked about thing going on in the entertainment world, the docu series, surviving R. Kelly, Robert Sylvester Kelly. Yes. First and foremost, I wanted to say that I'm happy to see that one of the victims actually was rescued in there yeah you know i don't mean you we both obviously, I, i'll get to that her in a second or yeah. later on but yeah. i'm glad she was able to make it back home definitely was um and then to the ones that are still can you say captive <laughs> no no you can't i mean because are they are they held against their will not really so what do you call them well apparently the i think her name was uh, Azriel? Azriel. Yeah, Azriel. Yeah. Her parents were saying how they felt like she didn't want to stay there. Like, they were hearing things that she wasn't... Like, she was... She wanted to go, but she couldn't find a way to go. Right. So, it was one of those things. Because I think they said that she... Matter of fact, she they ran did. away, and then she they went back away, and got her. Grabbed her. Which is kind of... When I heard that part, it reminded me of, like, a slave trying to run away from the plantation. Which, so it was like she tried to run away, they grabbed her, and now they just, she's there. There. She's not traveling was, with them. That would sound like somebody being held captive, right? True indeed. True. But then again, can can you arrest somebody for holding somebody captive? We'll get into all that, the manipulation, the power, the fear, you know, because there was a part in, in the Dark series where it was a Zero. Whatever her name is, you know how to pronounce her name. <laughs> Azriel. Azriel. Okay, it was Azriel's sister. Yeah, Isis. Isis. Who yep. Came to get her. Came to get her. Remember, she came out when Kels told her, oh, told that's them, right. yeah, get yeah. rid of her, right. make her disappear. When they threw her out the car, they told her, if you tell, we gonna do something to your family. Your daughter. I mean, your sister won't make it out here, and we gonna come after your family. Right, which sounds like some mob shit in the Chicago. Yeah. So you never know. <laughs> Chicago's a different beast. It definitely is. Where you wanna start, man? You wanna start from the very beginning? Do you wanna do you wanna talk about the series itself or do you wanna talk about all the controversy? Cause me and you were, was in the heat of Fuckery? Because that's what I call it. You call it fuckery, I call it Okay, yeah, it's fuckery. I mean, unless you can come up with a better title. Ignorance. Okay, that works. We dealt with comments. You know what? Ignorance and miseducation. Yes. There you go. You know, this was, you know what? Out of all of it, it was very, it was an eye-opening thing. It was. You know, I don't mean to piggyback off of Joe Button, but he said it the best when he was like, you know, he hates seeing things like this because it makes you see people for who they are yeah so but i mean which is you know it's informative it's just a tragic situation to be informative about right definitely is 
Let's okay. Let's just start with the doc series. Let's, let's okay. start with that. Let's start with. That. You want to start from the very beginning. So, you want to start with his upbringing when he first got hot. Know what? Let's start with his upbringing because that's where the problem started. When he was molested by a family member. Yeah, which come to find out was his sister. Oh, I didn't see that part. What part was that? It wasn't. It was Carrie had made reference to it. Oh, in a recent okay. in in the interview before even this because mm-hmm. he did one because of everything that happened actually he's been vocal that's the yeah. younger brother right yeah, yeah he's been he's very the vocal. younger one yeah. that's the one that basically cows and them was like oh that was my brother on the tape right that's the same one that said oh i got molested too but Kels yeah. didn't believe him. Oh, yeah okay all right see i didn't know and when they were did. saying like i didn't know how to i was scared to tell my mom because of who this person was right so then you know we found no you didn't find out but he it was his sister mm. you know that's n- wow yeah i couldn't even imagine mm-hmm. i have a sister and my sister wouldn't even dream of doing that kind of shit that's mind-blowing definitely mind-blowing it for me hearing that and then hearing like the the doctors the psychologists and all them saying what they were saying as far as this is what happens the cycle the cycle once that once that happens a child gets exposed and now it comes out more basically ptsd well no she was they were saying like the minute it happens it's like it's opening a door for a child that's not ready for that it snatches their innocence yeah for that type of world yeah i couldn't imagine being in that situation and then having not not having anybody to talk to about it too Right. And having to hold that. Well, I mean, you had his older brother, which is a... Yeah, but his, his older brother is a piece of work. He, you you say work, I say shit. I'm trying, <laughs> look, I've been cursing a lot already. I'm trying to be politically correct a little bit. You know, it's the pilot episode. can't be too raw. Um, bro, we we talking about this, so... Yeah, but this is a sensitive subject. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. But he's not a sensitive person. No, not at all. You know, we'll discuss more of that situation later further down because i did uh, well i didn't do any research my girlfriend did research where she looked up the lyrics to the 19 minute joint mm-hmm. and he said it happened to him at six and he didn't really say anything until he was 14 because he was scared to say something which ties into the conversation i've been having recently which is the conversation that we've all been having about victims unwilling to speak up right because yeah. being a frightened, afraid, worried of what people are going to think. Mm-hmm. And all of that. And this is coming from a male. This isn't a woman. Right. Because most people, for whatever reason, they believe, oh, males are tough. We can go through anything. But not even that, like they were saying, and I kind of have the same, not agreement, but I understand what they were saying, what Joe Budden and them were saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep referencing to that episode because... I learned a lot. Like, I listened to the episode twice. I never listened to a Joe Button podcast. I, the only time I listened to a Joe Button podcast more than once, other than the this one. Was it the engagement one? Mm-mm. Was the Eminem one. Okay. But this one, for me, was more of a, okay, this is informative. They're talking. They're, they're older than we are. Right. So they were outside. And they were, and the things that they were saying, and just Joe Bunn, because Joe Bunn's been through therapy, he's been through counseling, he's done this, so he's, and he's well-rounded with... All the work that goes on with him. Right. 
So when he was, they were saying like, it's a stigma that we don't really get. We don't. Assaulted or we, abused. We, it's like, it's like a, some macho. It's like if an older woman or if we get assaulted or raped by a woman. It's, we're supposed to take it. It's supposed to be a rite of passage almost. Yeah, or like when Roy said, when he heard boys getting molested, it tied to men molesting boys. Right, it was never Not, the, it was never the female, female, female yeah, you know, doing that. Which is true. It is, because I was thinking back about it, and, and I know that there was a person that was around where I used to live. Mm-hmm. And being younger, a lot of the adults didn't want the kids around her because of because one of the parents caught her showing flaunt like literally in the garage she took a shirt off you know yeah it was that's yeah that's traumatic it's traumatizing for a child was she ever reported no see that's a problem too but it was it was i think because it was dealt in the like it was handled within the neighborhood like instead of us report, because I don't, she was, she wasn't, she was older than the kid, mm-hmm. but was she still young? Yeah, like she was young too. Like she was, like say the kid was ten, she was like fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Or like the like a little bit younger than that, like the boy was a little bit younger than that. Okay. So it wasn't like a call the cops type of thing. It was like okay, we're gonna handle this within the neighborhood. The neighborhood's gonna take care of it. Mm-hmm. They're gonna police it deal with it and go from there make sure it never happens again Mm -hmm. and it pretty much didn't not under our not under from what we seen Mm -hmm. so you ever found out what happened to the child yeah I mean it was within my neighborhood so we all knew each other in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. you know so that just dawned on me you know when we were just talking about the whole boys can get molested or seen or get involved in things that happen yeah you know so but like i said when it happens to us it's supposed to be like a manly rite of passage and supposed to be quote-unquote okay because you're a boy yeah which isn't the case right so like they said that's what led into him joining the choir right Mm -hmm. at school high school yeah Mm -hmm. and his music teacher noticed his aggressive ways. His aggressive content and the music that he was doing. Mm-hmm. Which was, she was like... It was real sexual is what she was saying. She was like, she's like, that's some stuff that a kid shouldn't say. That's some stuff that shouldn't be said, period. Right. You know, and then they showed the clip of Kells speaking more about it on the Tavis Smiley interview. And he was pretty much opening up saying how he felt and how... He was exposed to sex at a young age, so that's... Which he, isn't healthy for a child. Mm-mm. At all. It's not. So then we get into him dropping out, and then he gets put on. Early. As far as getting, doing his own thing, winning mm-hmm. that contest, then getting put... Getting popping in Chicago. Yeah. So. Then that's when it begins. Yeah. <laughs> that's where it begins, unfortunately. The first victim... Is it because it said Martinez, I believe? Well, did they go in chronological order with the victims? As far as, like, when they met? Not really, because Martinez met in 95. Yeah, he was already on by then. But Aaliyah... Was in the early 90s. 
Well, Leo was like 93, 94 then. Well, when did AJ number never come out? 94. Okay. So, I mean, we're not going to really touch on the Leah situation because we all knew about that. Well, now, nah, once we got older, we knew, yes. Yeah, I mean, we are going to touch on the Leah situation, but it's going to be in a different... Different form. Different form and a different top... Like, it's going to... It's pertaining to cows, but it's... And some other people. Yeah, that's what I'm at. I didn't really... Because I know we talked about it and you wanted to know... You didn't want to get them mixed up. Right. So, I gave titles to them. I didn't want to... <laughs> No, mix up anyone's story because they right. all have their own experiences. Even yes. though it's all painful, they all have their own experiences. And they all are different ages. Well, they met him at different ages, in different stages. Right. Not everyone was underage. No. Which surprised me. Well, because as we got, as we get a little bit further into the story, like I told people, he switched up the, he, he switched. Yeah, he switched up the way he was moving he because it looked up. a little crazy. But still, yeah, when... Oh, you know what? We'll get to there. Because he, I mean, mind you, he met Martinez. Yeah. He he met that girl when she was seventeen. And he was he was born in sixty seven, and that was ninety five. Ninety five. So he was what twenty eight. Yep. Right, twenty eight. So you think about it. It's not really. I mean, it's bad. Everything that is in this is just bad, but. She was about to turn 18, met her in Miami, mm-hmm. met her at the mall, you know, which, is, which was which was nuts because... I mean, I understand artists going to malls, but going there looking for underage girls is a little wild. Which is which is what I want to get to as far as Demetrius goes, the tour manager. The, 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 the scum. Yes, because he was the one that was like, yeah, I, you know, we arranged it and went to the mall. We went and found the girls and picked them up and all this other stuff and blah, blah, blah. So I thought that shit is just sick. Like, like how do you like? I'm pretty sure he was around Kels' age as well. Like, how do you go along? I mean, I know it was a part of the culture getting younger girls back then, but come on now, underage girls, teenagers that look like teenagers. Yeah. When you're damn near thirty. Yeah, because I mean, like now, now it's kind of like you. Before it was like okay, you really wasn't doing the whole check ID thing, but now yeah. it's like you kind of you have to now. Yeah, because girls are younger, but they look older. But even back then, I mean, no, because when I was that age, girls looked like they were teenagers. They didn't look (laughs) 20-something. Right. So he made a conscious decision to go for that, which is creepy as shit. But if Kels is like, yo, give me girls, and even before Demetrius came involved, we had the background, the former background singer. Yeah, uh, what was her name? Javanta. Javante Cunningham? Yeah. Yeah. You know, she was she was saying that it was, you know, her her friends and her fr- and when they were hanging out, you know, she was saying that he used to tell them to go recruit. Under the guise of I'm R. Kelly, I'm a star, I'ma make you a star. So go get some girls with some talent. They can do backups and vocals. Mm-hmm. And we could we could go like that. When that wasn't the that wasn't the, the case. Right. Once they got there, well, definitely, wasn't. which is deceitful. So you know, he met he met like I said, you know, he met Martinez at the mall, and then he kind of put her on, said that will put you on, which is pretty much a theme to most of the shit that he was doing. The the reoccurring theme I was seeing 
was that he would be one way when they met, and once they got into wherever he was staying, it'd be a completely different story. Well, what he did was he, as far as the way he was acting towards them. Well, what he did was he, like they said in the documentary, and even if you follow stories and they happen in movies and TV shows and documentaries and anything. They say it. They say that what happens is is the predator gets the vic like he gets them. Not not he because I'm not going to just single out as just men, but the predator will get you comfortable. Basically, gain lo- your trust. Lull you to sleep. Yes, gain gain your trust, and that's what he did. You know, he would bring up certain things, or he would make them feel like okay, this I can is, trust him. Yeah. And then if he knew that you can sing or if you were a performer or, da- or whatever, he was kind of like, yo, I can help you. I can you. do things because look at me. I'm out here flourishing. Yes. L- look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm a musical genius. Look at, look at what I've done. Look at who I put on. Look at all the things I've done. Let me help you. Right. Which is what he did. And they had the party that she said. She said she didn't drink. She had one drink, went upstairs. He took her upstairs. Things happened. Things happened. Passed out. (sighs) See, me as a grown man, like around the age that he was then, I just can't see myself doing that. Like, that's insane to me. Like, taking somebody that's, what, 11 years younger than me? Right. Getting them drunk and... Going there with him, I just can't see myself. I can't wrap my mind around how do you do that. I I just can't. Mm. Like, but <sighs> that happened. You know, and then I mean, do you want to? Do you want to go through all of this? I don't want to go through every single victim. I because really there's certain things that I wanna I wanna touch on that disturbed me as I was watching it. Like the music producer that knew everything was going on, who seen. No, went in the recording studio and seen the the bed laid out. Seen the bed laid out, but then walked in the rooms and seen the numerous young girls in the room. And you know, like you and you sitting there knowing, like, yo, this is what are you doing? And this is like you're a music producer though. Like you right. have no type of you have no like you're producing. You're the producer. Like without you. Yeah. There's nothing. Right. So, you're seeing all this and you're not going to say nothing? And he's of age too. Like, he's grown, grown. Like, right. You've seen him rubbing on a girl's booty. A young girl. Like, legit. Like, 15. And you don't say nothing? You know? At least say something to him. Something. Honestly. You tell your... You, you, you tell your business partner, yo, this ain't right. But don't nobody do anything. But nobody Still. says nothing to... But you know what? That's because they say something, Kels cuts them off. But you a producer, though, like... Yeah, but <laughs> if, he, if that's the only way, that's the only person he's getting placement from... True. That's True. his bread and butter? He's not about to cut that off. True. So... And then we had... There's still no excuse, though. Right. And then we had we had his childhood friend. You Did you talk about the tour manager already? No, I'm I'm gonna get to him. Okay. I'm gonna get to him. But, you know, his the childhood friend, this former security guard, he was one of the ones that was helping get the get them. The, the recruit as they yeah. call it. Sick. Like how do you how do you just go out in your mind, go out and recruit teenagers? Like I could see if you were putting together a girl group or a boy band, 
Mm-hmm. You know, doing something like that. Actually, like, doing musical work. Putting toward, putting your energy towards that. Getting them a deal and all that. And songs recorded. I could see that. But to get them to come back to where you are. Knowing that they're doing sexual things. Like, your, your moralities don't clash. Obviously, it doesn't. Like, your conscience doesn't say, oh... What am I doing? I don't, I don't need to be a part of this, or I need to say something, or I need to talk to my man because he's bugging. Like, nothing? Clearly, it doesn't. Because I know if one of my people was wild, and I'm pulling them to the side, I'm like, yo, what are you doing? And vice versa. So, I, I just couldn't understand that. So, you wanted to prank up the tour manager? Yeah. <laughs> touching on Aaliyah. Well, speaking of Aaliyah, I want to say touching on because that's the wrong terminology for right now. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Aaliyah, he's the one that committed a federal crime. Because he forged the marriage documents yes. of a 15-year-old. Yes. That is a federal crime. Yes. Which is, surprising. I'm pretty surprised that nothing happened to him. Right. He's told it on national but, TV. No, but you know what? Because I think the parents Swear. jumped in and it became null and void. Because of the fact that she was underage. But that's still a federal offense. It is though. a federal offense. but I, I think, don't know how that works. But I, still. We don't, I don't either. But I think because they jumped in on it. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. But I understand. Like, what pissed me off about that mm-hmm. was when he sat there, he looked at Aaliyah. And saw she was a child. And saw, no, and saw that something was wrong. Like, she wanted to talk to him. Like, she wanted to, t- like, she had that look on her face. Like, I need like to she needed to talk chest. to him. Right. And he was like, you know... But I just, I didn't talk to her. And he's like, I failed both of them. No, you didn't fail both of them. You failed her. Right. Because he's still going, he was doing this. Regardless. Regardless. Like, the background singer says she's seen her one of her friends in the re- studio, in the recording booth with him. Bent over. Like. And, 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 and her seeing this, what, why didn't she leave? Why didn't she say something? You gotta, you gotta realize. But then again, it's the power. Yeah, and this is my shot to get on. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough situation. It is. It is a very tough situation, which then you know brings us to nonsense that we were subject to in regards to as an online. Yes, mm-hmm. and the things that people were saying. You know, basically, people were saying, "Why wait? All of this." T- Basically, from the 2002 sex tape incident until now, why wait till this point in time to get on TV and say something about it? Is what people were saying. Yeah. They're saying it should have happened long before now. Yeah. And it was like, for me, I know people. I've, we, we both know people yes. that's gone through that. We've talked to people that have been through this. Not only that, I've watched... <laughs> Even if you just watch movies mm-hmm. that is has like a, a theme like that to it where there's an abuser who's abusing on somebody, you see how long it takes for them. If at all. Yeah. Until something happens. We've seen it in real life and not just with women. Right. So it's like for for anybody to me that feels like they can't understand it. For me, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to say that you have compassion right. or sympathy or right. 
or understanding. Yeah. Because that's what I think is lacking the most, understanding. Now, it's never happened to me, but those people that it has happened to, I've asked them questions because I was curious, and I didn't want to just make an assumption right. without knowing information. So I asked them questions. They gave me information. I took that, like, okay, so this is what it's like. Yeah, like this I mean, is why you don't haven't said anything or whatever the case may be. Yeah, and I mean, like, I've I've talked to people. Like, me and you both, we just said we talked to people, but there's been times where, you know, I have listened to them and they may come across something. They might be in an area that is close to where that person is. Or where the traumatic experience took place. Yeah, and it's like they freak out. It's, it's, it's haunting. Yeah, it, it's something that haunts them. It's something that bothers them. And you can't sit there and expect for somebody to be able to get over it or... Wouldn't be able to speak about it in public. Yeah. That's a shameful thing. It is. And then like when people are trying to figure out why or how all this is happening and why no one's saying anything. The thing is, he went to trial in 2008 and was found not guilty. Even after the tape. Which is insane to me. Well, we all know exactly what was leading up to that. Like, he offered his brother 100000 He offered Sparkle some money. Yeah, to, the family the, the family jumped in. The family, the family pretty much said it wasn't. And then, her, the, you know, the girl from the, the tape, knees. her Sparkle dad, yeah. was a part of R. Kelly's crew. Like, he was the, he was the guitar player. Which is, as a, I'm not a dad, but how you set your child up like that? I wouldn't like. I don't care. There's not like. There's not enough money in the world that will have me pretty much solicit my child. Yeah, it's not. Like I, I, I don't get it, bro. Like that made me mad. Like as I'm watching the doc series, you know, my mother sat there and she was, you know, we was watching it, mm-hmm. and she was like, I can feel the heat coming from your body. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how... And we were far from each other. Mm-hmm. But she, I can feel your heat. Like, I, that's how mad you are. You see, you're a dad, so you get it. But that, Yes, I'm a dad. But even if I wasn't, I still have that same feeling because uh, it's yeah. like, you know, dog. How? How? <laughs> how do you... How? Because, how? see, when I hear stories, I... I vision stuff too. Do you personalize them like I do? What do you mean? Like you, you, you feel for them in some kind of way. You feel compa- some type of compassion for them. Yeah, because what I do is, is as somebody's telling me a story. In any case, mm-hmm. if I'm reading, if I'm reading a story. If I'm reading a book, if I'm reading something, or somebody's telling me a story, I'm visualizing what they're saying. Right. So I'm visualizing these mm-hmm. things, and even though they didn't get into the nitty gritty. Yeah, like when the super fan went back to the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was and in went the room. to the black room. Yeah, and, and she, had she a breakdown. Yeah, but she was saying the stuff that happened in there is not even as bad as the stuff that happened in my room. No. Yeah, that's what she said. She did. Yeah, she said she didn't want to go into her room. No, no, no. She said she didn't want to go into her room. But then when she went to the black room, she said there was stuff. The stuff that happened in the black room. I can't describe it. It's the most degrading, yeah, disturbing that. things that can happen. And then that's when she started breaking down. Like, she was like, me being in this room, I don't even want to be in this room anymore. She didn't even want to come back to the house. 
to begin with. Right. So. You know, so like that part, like that right there killed me. Like that, that hit me seeing her go back there. Did you feel for her? Yes. You know, because that's like, that's. That's something that's etched in your brain. Like you can't unsee that. You can't unfeel that. I compared it to like how a person loses someone. Like a relative. Yes, relative love, relative if you've married, if you got whatever. Mm -hmm. And you go back to that area. Yeah, I've gone through that. And you, like, you go back there and you just have those flashbacks. Yeah. You know, or even work, like, military. Yeah, PTSD. Yeah. Not just military, but, you know. Police? Yeah. Firefighters. Firefighters, police, that, I mean, Meek had trauma. Yeah. You know, that record. Yeah, being locked up. Right. But just like the trauma from the street life. Mm-hmm. You know, you go back to that part of, of you go back to that area, it's going to have an effect on you. And it most of the times it's negative. Right. So when I seen that, that's, that affected me. That hurt me. You know that hurt me, and just just seeing the pain in their faces, like they couldn't even get it out. Like, yeah, the pain like was so deep, like the Geron- so like rooted. the Geronda girl. Yeah, when they asked her in the very beginning, when they was like, "Can you describe the the abuse?" and she just broke down and was like, "I can't," like, and she just had to leave for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was in the begin. That was in the intro when they were just showing them and just having a little quick little little flashes yeah you know that killed it and then thinking about it like what when did that tape come out 2002 tape came out 2002 trial happened 2008 i'm just thinking at the time 2002 i was 15 maybe a year a couple months older than the girl that was in the video Mm -hmm. i'm sitting here trying to wrap my mind around my 15 year old self being involved in something like that and then you know, what got me, one of the things that got me is he's doing this to girls, mm-hmm. but the one girl, the one that got rescued. Dominique. Yeah. Yeah. She was the one that he made his little town boy. Which I found weird. Which didn't have me think, like. Is he in the other things? Is he, tu- like, is he. Is he touching little boys, too? Yeah. Mm. I thought about that, but. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. You know, My thing I'm, is, like, where, I'm just trying to figure out how law enforcement is not involved. Hmm? I'm trying to figure out how law enforcement hasn't been involved. Well, we know for a fact that he has, because they said it, they said that he has friends. That's a that's Yeah, part he of has the, friends on the forest. That's yeah. Right. But still. But I think because of the fact that the way he's doing these things now, he's not... It's not borderline. You know what? It's illegal now because they're over the age of 18. Yeah. So, and in certain states, yeah. like New York is 17 now. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. I wonder what made them change it to 17. You know what? That makes me question the lawmakers. What are they out here doing behind closed doors? <sighs> are they trying to cover their tracks? That's the reason they made the law 17 years old? It just is. It's, that's sick, man. It definitely is. It's beyond, it's beyond sick. Um, so, 
Oh, you know what? You know what else pissed me off? On top of him doing this to females, he got the one girl was an STD. Faith? Yeah. Well, he got it from, was it Jocelyn? They didn't say who he got it from. No, they did because when Faith was talking to the savages, Mm -hmm. she said that the father said, did you get tested? And she's like, why would I need to get tested? And he was like, because I know my daughter has something. She has an STD that's not curable from him. That's right. That's right. Because when, when they say that, I was like, he got HIV? <laughs> That's the first thing I went to. So. Because there's only a few STDs that aren't curable. Right. So. So, and then, but I had, you had, you know, I remember that that lawsuit was going on. See, all these stuff I didn't remember at the time. Because, you know, I was out here living my life. Right. So I wasn't really paying attention. But I, that happened, you know. That's what I think is going to start to bring... I don't want to say the empire down because it's not an empire, but no. I think that's what's going to be the... Finally be the nail in the coffin? Yeah. Because he's already losing money as is. Yeah. Well, technically, he's not even losing money because people are out here streaming his music, so... But if you think about the streaming... Yeah, he's not getting a ton <laughs> of money, but he's still getting something. And then, like, do we know, does he own all his masters? I don't believe he does. So he's not really going to be getting... He's still getting another royalty checks, though. So, there's that. Yeah. Either way it goes, he's... I don't want to say he's untouchable, but... Well, let's 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 talk about it. He said, I got a million people that hate me. He said, I got a million motherfuckers that hate me. Mm-hmm. But I got 40 billion that's loving me. That is the sad truth. And pretty much said, they should have did this... 30 years ago. 30 years ago. Which basically said, yeah, I'm out here doing what y'all think I'm doing. Stop me. Which is some arrogant shit. I mean, but like they said, he but brags we, He brags on it on his music. But see, you didn't see it at first. You know, it took this documentary for me to see it. Well, I mean, when I heard the I Admit It, I... I didn't even listen to that. I listened to the first five minutes and I said, you know what, I'm done. I didn't listen. I was like, I'm done. I was like, I'm not going to do it. You know... Not gonna do it. I think it's just because I it's like when when I heard the record, when I heard that he was dropping this record, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like It's kinda like the OJ book, if I did it. It's like you you're not you're not serious. But he's this is the same man that wrote about midgets, bro. Why wouldn't he be serious? do we do we forget trapped in the closet and how wild that was? How we were all glued to the radio listening to it? True. But as I said in the documentary, he makes these songs where it's a deflection of what he's actually doing behind closed doors. Yeah. Which is a master manipulation movie. But they also said, you know, how pretty much the plain sight, the height in plain sight, you know, he dropped the inspirational, the, the, the gospel the, songs. The I wish, the I believe I can fly, the world's greatest, those type of things. Yeah. Even, even you know, happy people. Yeah, step in the name of love. Step in the name of love. He dropped those, but then he has the outrageous, raunchy songs. Right. I mean, what was his very first song? Sex Me? Is it or was it Honey Love? It might have been Honey Love, but Honey Love was wild if you really sit there and break yeah. it down. Honey Love was wild. And then, you know, if you go for the, the newer stuff that he got, he got, you know... Yeah, talking about... uh. 
don't even, I don't even want to go into it. Never mind. No, it's just Oreo. I, I don't even want to go into it. You know. I'm going to just leave it there. It's, it's foul. It definitely is. Definitely. And it's even fouler because he's talking about children. Yeah. Like if it, That's the thing that, like, that's one thing I thought about. I was like, if he was doing this to of-age adults, would anybody really care? Or do we all care because they're underage girls? Glad you said that because if, it, I mean, look at what he did with the the two girls. With the 33-year-old and a 35-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. I think the thirty I think the thirty the thirty three year old girl was the one that he during the concerts she was the one that was on the in the Yeah, crowd she'd be in the cage. And being yeah. She'd like, be in the cage. And she was saying like he was saying this is what's gonna happen to you when we get home. Mm-hmm. Like And she was thinking they were in an actual relationship. Yeah. Which is wild to me. But that's because he made her feel that yeah. way. Yeah, he I get it. Manipulated. He made her feel that way sitting there telling her the things that she wanted to hear. And that's why what they did was, what he did was he preyed on the young-minded, the ones that... Oh, the ones that had... Were weak. Issues. Yeah. Troubles. Yeah. Yeah, man. Sick. Like, I knew it was bad, but me, I still listen to the music anyway. Because I'm like, eh, I know it's bad, but I like the music. But after watching this documentary, I had to get rid of that shit. Like I couldn't, I couldn't still support this dude. A lot of people did that, you know. <laughs> now, you know, we we all know that is the bigger issue here, and it it makes me ask the question. Mm-hmm. And Chance is the one, like when I heard him say what he said. Mm-hmm. When you know he basically let's, was like, let's get the backstory for those that don't know. Yeah, so Chance did a record with him. What, in 2015. Yeah. And in a Rolling Stone interview, Chance said, I regret it. I regret ever doing the record. And then was like, you know, but I, the reason I did it is because I didn't believe the girls because they were black. Right. Which sparked an uproar within Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Everybody was going in this uproar because they couldn't believe that you know, chance out of... But I respect him for telling the truth. Well, he said it was taken, taken out of content or whatever the case may be. But my thing is, is is our society, our culture... As in the black culture? Yes. Mm-hmm. To blame for us not taking, and I'm, I'm saying us in general, mm-hmm. not taking and valuing the black woman. It, it's, it's on us. Because, you know, we're not, we're looking, like... Because, I mean, we're we're speaking on somebody in the music business. Just think about the music that we came up on and how that was directed towards women. Mm-hmm. It's very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Even the, the 80s and 70s and all that was disrespectful at one point. Right. So, it's kind of like a continued learned behavior, unfortunately. And it is... We we gotta clean it up. How I, how to clean it up? I don't know, because it's like ingrained in us for the most part. So we gotta figure out a way to get rid of that. Don't know how though, as far as on a wide scale of things. It, it does. It's, it's troubling. It is. You know, it's troubling. It's disturbing to see so many to see that happen. To see that you know. One of the other themes I kept hearing was them saying, if. These were white girls. 
It'd be a different story. R. Kelly be in jail. He'll be in jail or probably be dead. But I mean, look how long it took Harvey Weinstein to get out of here. Harvey Weinstein was doing it for years. Yeah. Years and years, and he's just now out of here. I mean, not just leaving it to women. Look at the Penn State situation with Jerry Sandusky. Mm-hmm. He was doing it for decades. Nobody knew. Nobody said a word. Well, they knew. Well, they, they no nobody knew publicly. Is what oh, I'm saying. Oh no, they and that's the thing. They it was them. Like you said, they didn't. The public didn't know about it, but the people know about it, and it was that fear. Basically, aiding and abetting. Yep. You know what else I didn't like? Mm. People saying the money grab. I know me and our brother had this conversation earlier, but he wasn't the only one saying this. No, a few. I mean, Twitter was saying it. A lot of people were saying it. And I posed to him, how do you know it's a money grab? How do you know they're getting paid? How do you know R. Kelly is making these payments to these girls? Well, even if you watch the documentary, it doesn't. nothing is indicated. They, none of the victims ever said anything like, he got me this or did this or spoiled me and right. did all these things. No, it was, they were, their phones were taken away from them. They weren't allowed to do anything. They had to use the bathroom in a corner of a room, in a bucket. They had to, like, stay in a room and wait for him. That That doesn't sound like <laughs> something I want to be a part of. To go from having my own space, my own everything, to being subjected to that. Right. I don't care how much money you offer me. I'm not, I can't stay quiet from that. Like, I, you know, I just want to know where they get this money grab from. That's, that's. Now, I know there, there are people that do falsely accuse those to get money. That has happened before. But in this situation, I just don't know. Which is, you know, I, I said this to our, our brother as well. You know, I told him the only person that lost credit was his ex-wife. Yeah. You know, she lost a lot of credit. Like, I seen people on Twitter that was, like, going to the going to the founder of the Me Too movement and was like, you need to talk to this girl. You need to talk to her because she might mess up your credibility for the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Because... This woman is sitting out here. There's a video of her listening to the music. It was reported today. TMZ reported it that her representatives have said that it was years ago. And it was like a sign of her having the strength to overcome the tragedy that she went through. By listening to the man's music that abused you? That don't add up. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Far from it. That doesn't add up. It, it, to me, well, like we both said, it it doesn't, nearly does. But um, the bigger, I don't, I say the bigger story for us, other than the, the moral of this story, it's it was the hidden story that as this was going on, Dame addressed it. If we gonna get to this, we gotta make it quick. Dame addressed it, so. I just want to get your point on that situation. How do you feel about what Dame said? It's, and, and, and give the give the listeners the, the, the background. The, the background is basically Jay-Z and Damon Dash both knew Aaliyah. Dame was in a relationship with Aaliyah before she passed. Jay-Z and R. Kelly did work together. Dame didn't like it, so he chose to step away. But from what I saw from my own research, 
Now, I don't know when Dame and Aaliyah started dating, but Dame Dash was in the Fiesta Remix video. He was. And this was the year 2000, a year before Aaliyah passed. Like I said, I don't know where, when they started dating, mm -hmm. but if you felt some kind of way about that then, why would you be in that person's video? Well, you also got to think about it, too. And I'm not playing... I'm playing devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. Because we see how music videos are done. Mm -hmm. I've done post-production. Mm -hmm. So I know that Dame could have shown up, did a little, did a little spot, mm -hmm. and left. Because I don't think that... Je I don't think no. that Kells and Dame was in the same... No. But my thing is, yeah, you can come to a spot, but if you don't bang with dude, period, why even show up? No, but that's the thing. He probably did his set because there's, you know... Jay was there. Videos can be done in days. No, I know they can be done in so, days, but my thing is, why show up to the video set at all if you have an issue with what's going on? True. That's what I couldn't get. And then I'm looking at Jay crazy, like, come on, Jay, you know what this dude did. Aaliyah well, is your people. Well, you know, then they started revealing. Like, this is the thing that happened. Once this happened, the onions started to get peeled. Yeah. Because then you hear about Jay taking Foxy's virginity. And Foxy was what? 15. Right. But how do we know that's true? Is the question. Peeled it back a little bit more. The, you know, Emil. Yeah. Aaliyah. Like a lot of people, a lot of people probably don't want to either admit to it or believe it, but they said that Jay had a thing with her. Maya. Maya. Yeah, that 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 Jay Aaliyah thing was a story back then. I remember hearing that. Yeah. As a teenager. So. I mean, even his current marriage is. Beyonce is what thirteen years younger than he is. Yeah. I mean, ain't nothing. They're both legal. There's nothing wrong with it. But I mean, that goes back to the culture thing. Yeah, it definitely does. So, I don't know, man. How you feel about Damon, what he said? I was taken... I, I wasn't taken back from it. Mm -hmm. I think that when Dame was like... She couldn't even talk to him about it. All she kept, kept saying is, like, he's a bad dude. Mm -hmm. You know? And it's hard for me to ever think that Dame would lie. Especially about that. Yeah. Because... You know, Dame is so... Most of the stuff that Dame's ever it's, said... Has been true. Has been true. Mm hmm So it's kind of hard for me to go back and be like, nah, Dame's lying. I don't... I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that man like that to be saying he lying. I know, but it's for for uh, for me... Especially because, like, Rockefeller, the whole Rockefeller scene, I was always, like, I was always a Dame fan. Mm -hmm. I always admired Dame as far as... What he was doing business-wise. Business-wise. Mm -hmm. And I loved his passion for, for what he was doing. How he was standing for everything that he believed in. Mm -hmm. Like, I even started I started listening to the Culture Vulture. Mm -hmm. The podcast? No. The album. Oh, it's the album? Remember on the, remember on the podcast, Joe Bum podcast, mm -hmm. Roy and I was talking about it. And Roy yeah, yeah, was like, yeah. yo, I respect the fact that how he did it. He flipped the, he flipped the book into an album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started that's listening right. to it. Okay. Because it's on, it's on um, Apple Music. Okay. I started listening to it. It's, it's pretty dope. Like, I like, I like how he did it. Okay. So, but, 
It's a tough situation. Right? It is a tough situation, but um, like you said, like we said, this is the. It's an ongoing situation. It is an ongoing situation. This is our uh, pilot. Sorry, not, I'll, I'll call it inaugural. Okay. There'll be more to come. <laughs> so, I mean, we... we. Do you want to... We have a much lighter topic next episode, by the way. Okay, next episode. Yes, yes. This was this was not on... This was not the original The original docking, plan. <laughs> but it's been so much... But Stern. because of all the drama with Kells, not even drama, because it's not drama. This motherfucker just needed to get. He gotta go. He gotta go. Yes, he does. He gotta go. He does. But this was not the original inaugural episode. But we had to get it out now because people most likely will forget about it in two weeks. Yeah. So we wanted to get our feelings and emotions out now. And this ain't even all of it though. It's not. It's just <laughs> condensed. But we've been talking about it for the past week, damn near. Pretty much. So, I mean, I'm I'm exhausted at this point. I am, too. <laughs> so, I don't have any more rap for that. None. To be honest with you. None. But next episode will be a lot brighter, and will be more comedic, and will be lighter. And this, this is this is episode one. This Views is. from the two. Views from the two, man. It's your boy Sean Pesos. It's your boy Chi. We be back. All right. Deuces.